What's good, y'all? This is C Certified Brewhead, and welcome to episode number four of the top 10 most downloaded podcast countdown ending in 2019. This one was a surprise. To be honest, most of the top 10 was a surprise. I had no clue what would be popping. Um, this episode we did, we released it back in July of 2018. I guess we recorded it not too long before then. This was with Chris and John of Silversmith Brewery in Niagara-on-the-Lake. Um, these guys are episode 96. So these guys are super well-known for their black lager, which is the best black lager I've ever had. It is exceptional. Um, they sort of blew up off that. It's a super beautiful brew pub in an old church on the main street of uh, Nargon Lake. Um, they were super cool, great guys, very warm. The uh, other beers that they had were sort of more along the lines of the traditional type of stuff. They didn't have like, I didn't think they had IPAs at all. Now I think of it, but they had like a, a wheat and I think they had some uh, fruited beers and stuff like that. Uh, super traditional, but also super tasty. I enjoyed their beers a lot. Um, the Black Lager, of course, was the one. Uh, so this was a great convo. I I guess because it's Ontario, could be why it reached in there, because it's sort of a little bit Ontario heavy, but not completely. Maybe like 40% of the list is. Um, so I guess people love the OGs of Niagara. I think they were the first brewery out there too. Uh, now they're doing a bit of distro. I've seen their uh, the Black Lager around, which is great to see because it's just so damn good. If you're able to get your hands on it, please do so. Uh, so that was a fun episode. So enjoy this one. Um, of course, guys, thank you so much for listening. In the meantime, whilst we're producing podcasts, make sure you follow us on everything at BOS Podcast. We're still going to be posting pretty much daily. Uh, we've got a ton of new content coming. Check us out online for the new blogs at BOSpodcast.com, on YouTube for the videos, um, BOS Podcast. And of course, if you feel so inclined, if you could rate, review, subscribe on your platform of choice for the audio podcast, that would be extraordinarily appreciated. It helps us keep this thing growing whilst we sort of come with some new stuff for 2020 guys. So thank you again. Enjoy episode 96 with Chris and John at Silversmith and get it in. Yeah. Hey guys, before we get started, this episode of Beer and Other Shit, the podcast is brought to you by High Season Co., a social media agency with over a decade of marketing experience who are crafting the way brands are perceived online. These guys aren't just marketers, they're liquid enthusiasts, craft beer nerds, hip-hop heads, and Gary Vee disciples. So is your social media looking tired? Are you having trouble getting to your customers? High Season can make it happen. Check them out, highseasonco.com. That's highseasonco.com. Now let's drink some beers. Are you a brewhead? I'm a brewhead. Are you a brewhead? I'm a brewhead. Y'all a brewheads? Yeah, we brewheads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. Yeah. What's good, yo? This is C Certified Brewhead. And welcome to episode 96 of Beer Nights the Podcast. And today, it's a lot of episodes, huh? 96. I know. It went really quickly. Yeah, I don't know it's if I've done anything 96 times. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of beer, Good a lot of great brewers. Thank you, yeah. sir. So we're here in gorgeous Niagara-on-the-Lake at yeah. Silverton Brewery with Chris, co-founder. Yeah. Mate, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thanks for Really appreciate thanks it. Thanks for coming over. Thank you for your time. We are uh, here on the patio. Yeah. It's uh, jamming today. It is jamming. As you can hear. It's going to get more jamming. As it, it's going to be interesting as the day goes. Yeah. So uh, get used to the noise, people. That's right. Um, so we have this, uh, before we get into your beer story, because sure. I am very curious. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll start with the first beer. We have this rainbow of uh... rainbow of deliciousness. Ooh, yeah. That's a good episode name. Rainbow I'm of deliciousness. Of yeah, like so a walking, <laughs> tag, yeah. like a walking <laughs> tagline over here. Yeah, Every yeah. five minutes. Like, yeah. Write it down. 
That's um, gold. That's gold. <laughs> I can see why you're the uh, you're the man in charge around here, mate. That's why I get paid. <laughs> I don't get paid. <laughs> the big but bucks. I should get you paid put, the big bucks. You should. Yeah, I'm gonna take yeah. it to the board. All right. Now that we're filming this, though. Now that we'll send it in the tape. Visual and, proof. Yeah. There right. Go. Yeah. There you go. Um, which one should we start with? We're gonna start with the wheat beer. Cheers. Yeah, yeah, boy, got yeah. it right here. Yeah, Cheers. Man. Cheers, man. Yeah. Pleasure. What's this one called? This is a Bavarian breakfast wheat beer. Straight up, just what it is. Bavarian. Oh, nice. Nice and uh, zesty, if I may. It is zesty. Yeah, I it's want clovesy. You, you want clovesy? You know what? Legend. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate that. Yeah, this was one of our originals. A run of the OGs. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bavarian. Breakfast wheat beer. Breakfast wheat beer. Why is it a breakfast wheat beer? Uh, mostly because that's what we called it. We thought it was fruity and went well for breakfast. It does feel kind of breakfasty, right? It is a little breakfasty. Mm. Yeah, you got some banana and cloves going on there from the weed and definitely. Uh, and the asters. Bit hazy. I like that it's uh, unfiltered as well. That isn't. Um, yeah, the wheat beers can they kind of like go either way. Everything's unfiltered. Though. Everything's unfiltered. All of it. Hell yeah. Yeah. We did a good job getting this one nice and cool. Yeah, we get great clarity, but that's just hard work. That's just. Yeah, that's <laughs> just patience that gets that. I respect yeah, yeah. that. Um, yeah. So Chris, I want to know what's up with your beer story. So you before before the pub, how'd you get into beer? What's going on? That's funny. I'm doing this whole branding thing right now and writing our original, our origin story is all very fresh. So. Oh, perfect. Yeah, it's great timing. It's right here for me. So in 2005, my co-founder and I, his name is Matt Swan. Okay. He, uh, we got into my 95 Corolla and took a road trip to Vegas. That's a long way. Yeah. In a 95 Corolla. It is. Yeah. Yeah. With rolled down windows. And, Fritzy AC. Uh, yeah, it was Survive. a climbing trip. Okay. Actually, to Red Rocks. And uh, we were at our desert campsite and came into town, hit the Whole Foods, nice. and uh, we were going to pick up some beer to head back. And there was, it was like Beer Wonderland. Right. In 2005 in Ontario, beer was oh, kind of damn meh, pretty yeah. ordinary. Yeah. But there, the, it had to be 60 feet and eight feet high of all beers that I'd never seen right. or heard of. Every single one of them was new. Right. And so we had filled the cart and I went back to the campsite and drank beer for two days. And, uh, that's how the idea got started. And then in 2010, Matt went to, back to Toronto and I came down to take a job at Brock and my wife and I had opened up a B&B downtown here in Niagara on the Lake. And it, like it just struck me that there were 38 wineries and no beer, right. not one brewery. And what year was that? That was in 2010. 2010, so yeah. no breweries here in 2010. None. Jeez, okay. And then, uh, so I started looking into it and doing a little bit more research and I phoned Matt up and I said, do you think we could do beer? Do you think we could make beer like we had in Vegas when you do it in Niagara? And uh, he thought we could, so he moved down here and uh, then the whole thing, a whole series of very fortunate events just kind of unfolded. Right. So, uh, before I just cut you off briefly, were yeah. either of you like brewers or yeah, had any yeah, beers? I was get to that. So, oh, okay. no, no, we don't make the beer. I don't know how to make beer. Uh, but my brother's buddy Dan knew how to make beer. Right. So, I'm pitching that idea to my brother. He says, You should vote Dan. He went to Harriet Watt. Uh, to do his master's in brewing and distilling. So I send Dan an email. Dan says, no, I'm in uh, Spain at a malting facility. And so we're disappointed, but not, you know, so we're not downtrodden yet. 
and we're looking for a building at that point because our whole thing was that we wanted to do character beers. Okay. Distinct, Meaning. unique stuff. Um, not necessarily brand spanking new, mm-hmm. but distinctive. And we wanted a, a, a building that was going to reflect that. Hmm. So um, this place used to be an antique store. Right. And so I was in here and we were looking around, my wife and I, and I said, this is the building we need. Piles, of, I don't know how you could beer in here, but this building has piles of character and it's so, it's got such a great feeling, a great vibe. And, right. and uh, the guy at the counter asks what we're talking about. Turns out he owns the place. We tell him our plan. This is in August of 2011. Mm-hmm. And in November we had bought it. Wow. And Did in, you have to talk him into it or was he like? He was like, you know what? I'm thinking about retiring. And it wasn't much of a talking into, no. Because he was probably already like. He's thinking about it, and they were in love with the building and wanted it to, you know, something great to happen to it. And uh, they were all for brewing. And that guy, coincidentally, is from Holland and grew up. My father's also from Holland. And they grew up like five minutes away from each other over there. So that story was very coincidental and weird. And like within 24 hours of getting our hands in the building, Dan. Go back to Dan, the guy who makes yes. the beer. He phones me and says, My dad has heard his back on the farm, and now I'm here if you still want help. <laughs> wow. So, like, so it wasn't disinterested before, just bad timing. Just bad timing. And then, wow. So, we brewed our first four batches of beer on the pilot system at Niagara College. And uh, the wheat beer was one of them that we're sipping right now. That's a bad boy. And the black lager. And we did a brown ale and a Russian Imperial stout. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's so a nice this, little lineup. Not just original story, but original beer to go with it. That's fantastic. Um, that's crazy. I've heard a lot of really, really positive things about um, Niagara College being really helpful to upcoming yeah. um, breweries and brewers yep. in general. They are. There's a guy there. He's still there named John Downing. And John is just... He makes breweries happen. He's opened hundreds of them, like in old castles, uh, on U.S. Uh, naval like Navy carriers. They built one. Uh, I think he did the. I think he did the brewery at Pearl Harbor. Like he's done. It's no messing all around. Kinds. And who's he? He's the like. The he's one of the brewers at main dudes at Niagara right. College. He's a teacher. A teacher as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Usually they do a bit of both, right? They actually. Yep. Brew the beer that they sell and yep. then help the kids. The, the yeah, he job. works on, I think, a lot with students to do recipe development and get them using the equipment and get that's beer out the other end. So yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Okay. And that's how this happened. Right. So then, late 2011, you've got a brewer, you've got a space, yep. you've been doing pilot brews. Yep. I guess you have to do a lot of construction here. You have to gut the place to a degree. Yeah, we did most of the work ourselves on the church. Yeah. And then the addition that yeah. now has is all the, the brew house and the fermentation vessels. That was done by a local contracting company. It's like company. tacked on yeah. to the side. I didn't know. Take a look after. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a very modern kind of building. Right. The whole front wall is glass. Right. So down to the road. So if you walk out front, you can see the brewery. You can right. watch them work. That's Pretty it. Neat. They can't slack off. They can't slack off. I like that. <laughs> and they always have to wear pants. Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess there's OH&S. Yeah, there's, there's a downside to everything <laughs> when you put in windows. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So when did this bad boy actually open his doors? Canada Day, 2012. Jeez, you are not messing around. So that would have been like solid seven months, eight months of yeah. construction, yeah. which is in Canadian winter. 
even though I mean maybe you end up digging ground, but it's still yeah, not the point, funnest. We were brewing beer at Barley Days in Picton. Nice. Because Dan's buddy Al Nichols, they went to school together, and so we did the beer. We were brewing the beer there and bringing it down here, and we were serving beers out of a converted um, chest freezer. Oh yeah, like yeah. the the keezers or whatever they call them, like the those old school ones. It's like the old school. Ones. Yeah. Like that big, we drilled holes in the top yeah. and put in draft towers and we were throwing kegs in there and we put up some fold-out tables and my sister-in-law stood up front with a sign that said "Cold Beer" and that's how it happened. That's it. And we were in the beginning only open on Saturdays and Sundays because we were working on it. So every Friday was like clean the place up day. People would come over and then on Monday we start tearing it apart again and, and just keep working but keep at least going. you're able to get yeah. enough uh, open enough yeah. to get money in the, in the and you notes. know what local people like we still talk about those times because they yeah. participated in it people were like they would come specifically just to see what we got done that week wow <laughs> and drink beer do they still just, they still come through oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. we've got people who were here on Canada Day right like so were here it kind of feels like this is the type of place that would have that level of loyalty I guess yeah we get a lot of loyalty I guess you're the first in the area too. I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah, yep. it is a big deal. It is a big deal. Yeah. Hey, you gotta celebrate the small wins. This is a cheers. To hey, being first. Cheers to being first, Chris. And best. <laughs> the, <laughs> the best. We got all of this. It's like I don't know. It's about five episode titles in the last few minutes. Right? I know. It's, it's, it's a lot to write down. So if you ever, if you hear something, which you will, I don't want to keep interrupting. We should record this. We should record. It's not a bad idea. You never know what I might say. <laughs> um, so then. Okay, the place is open. Now, yeah. how did, uh, so like, I guess from then till now, how's that sort of been? What's changed? Oh my God. Like, I guess everything? What stayed the same? Be a mm. shorter list. Yeah. Um, you know what's been the same all along is the, our commitment to the black lager. That really is a big deal for us. Yeah. Like, we brewed this beer, and obviously yeah, in like Ontario. Next one, next. Yeah, you want to yeah. try it next? Yes, sir. Because it's next because it's actually the light, the next lightest. Right. Even in color-wise. Yeah, it blows people away still. Cheers. Oh, cheers, man. To the lightest, darkest beer you've yeah, ever, ever had. Ever. We're actually in town. The one whenever I was telling when we came here and it was out the door, they couldn't get in. Yeah. So because people like begged me, you know, like get the black lager. So yeah. I just came in, just grabbed the bottle. And yeah. It's a special beer. This is fantastic. It's so good. But that one took, I think that was probably the biggest leap we took was to say, we're going to make a black lager, our flagship beer as a startup brewery. Right. It takes a lot longer to make a, a lager than an ale. Yes, it does. So now you can get fewer batches out. So economically, it creates you know more pressure and some more challenges. But we feel still that we're sitting on you know, the eureka moments of beer, which yeah. don't happen very often. No. I mean, so I'm at this this the Commons Market at Fort George on Sunday, and uh, they sell like vintage antique stuff. Okay. Okay. And I'm I'm. We've got this beer and a watermelon grapefruit beer. And this retired couple comes up and they said, what do you have this light? And I ordered some black lager and I said, that's what I have this light. She said, but it's black. She said, no, she says it's dark. I said, it's not dark, it's black. It's jet black. She's holding up the light. I'm like, sunlight will not come through. It's black. Um, but it's super light and refreshing. Try it. If, you don't, if you're not into it, you don't have to buy it. I won't be offended. So she drank it and he drank it and they ordered two and then they came back and had two more. Wow. And every single day in this place, there's somebody that goes, 
wow, that is not what I was expecting. Like, right. you, you could set your watch by it. That right. At some point today, someone's going to say those exact words. And that's really, like, I live for that. Because that's the commitment. You know, our biggest issue is that is not product. The biggest issue is education, is trying to get liquid to lips so that, that people have a chance to get blown away. Yeah. Because it really is a revelation for most, most one that it is in Guinness. Yeah. Um, and then it has nothing to do with the stout. Uh, it confuses people. Yeah. And they, you start telling them about it, and it, it really is a great opportunity to, to educate people, and it grows the market. Like yes. for real grows the market. This is this is a beer that wasn't there before. And Definitely. now we're one of the great black lager regions of the world. Yeah. Right. In, in the Niagara on the Lake. Niagara. Because of this beer. Yeah. How did how did it come about? Like who where did the idea come from? Dan. Dan? So yeah. he was like, hey, hear me out. Yeah, when Pretty I was much. in school, I was in this little town in eastern Germany where this recipe was born and I tried this beer and I want to see if I can do it. Okay. Like and a, did a you... black light beer. Right. And so we did it. And when we tried it, we're like, oh, this beer is awesome. And then we got together with all the other people who are involved. And we said, this is the beer that's going to change the way people drink beer in Ontario. And they were like, yeah, but it's not. So, you know, it represented a real risk. It took a lot of boldness to be able to take a black beer to market. Right. One, because right. people have all these assumptions about it. So... Um, we've overcome that down yeah, here. Totally. Yeah, we sell ninety percent of our beer is black lager. Ninety percent right. of it is sold like before you get to Grimsby. Right. So, so you don't really distro like heavy. Well, at least this beer, or at all. Period. We distribute it to LCBOs. Yeah. I think we're in like fifty or sixty LCBOs now. But it's not a focus. Uh, it is now. Yeah. Only because we have the volume to distribute, and then we're in licensees, but we just. It's Can't sell it out of here, right? Yeah. And now is that... That's going to change, though. That's going to change? The ground. So that's a uh, great segue. We have a hole in the ground right behind us here. Yep. Uh, it's been in the works since 2016. The hole, we saw it here earlier Yeah, the planning year. since 2016, planning. and then the digging since when you were here. So earlier this year. Yeah. It's going to be wrapped up by the time Santa comes. Christmas. Oh, yes. I hope. So, fingers crossed. We're going to go hard in the summer before yeah, the ground yeah, yeah. starts freezing up. That's right. Um, so what are we doing here? We are putting in 3,000 square feet of production space. Nice. Which right That's now we've got about 1,800 square feet. All right, so you're uh, yeah. jumping up. And the basement's 18 feet deep, so now we do 3,000 liter tanks. Yep. The new tanks will be 6,000 liters, and there'll be yeah. 11 of them, so we can quadruple our capacity. And will most of those be? It'll all be that. Yeah. Yeah. It'll still all be black. Oh, yeah. I betcha. It's just this book. It's what, what people it is. want. Yeah, it's and the one. So and you got it. Give the people what give the people <laughs> what they want. Ooh, that's another good episode to answer yeah. too. And even better though, give the people what they didn't know they wanted. Ooh. Yeah. It's lengthy for YouTube, but you know what? Yeah. We break rules. Yeah. It's, room. it's changing minds. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Um, so on top of that. So there's a production space. That's right. And then there's going to be a larger, I mean, I'm sure the tap room, the kitchen are just going to be significantly larger as well. Yeah, Everything. Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah, so the footprint uh, of the main level, the ground floor level is 2,100 square feet, so it's a little bit smaller. Okay. So people, the parking will be out on top of the brewery. Nice. And then 
There's 2,100 square feet of new retail and tasting space. Fantastic. And that will house the actual tap room area. Okay. And then above that, it's cantilevered. It's 2,500 square feet, so it kind of cantilevers out over the main floor. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And we'll be able to do, now we have 50 seats, and when we're finished, we'll have 110. Fantastic. And all of them will be in, oh, no, 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 attached no, no. to this building. Right. And this building, of course, like we were saying earlier, it's going to be actually attached to the new parts that it's not. It's, it's like going to one be inside the new building. So the other building is going to cover... It's going to encapsulate it. I like that. Yeah. People are super keen on the church. Like, that's what people want to be here for, yeah. for this space. So we've created as, as many additional new seats in here as we can. And then the building originally had a choir loft, but it was converted into a bedroom and then converted again for us into an office. So we're going to actually expand it and put it, so it's going to cantilever, it'll float out into the new, into the new space. Right. And the openings, it's really important for us and our customers to maintain that intimacy in the church. So the openings between the existing church and the new space are very, um, they're, they're small, they're yeah. restrained. Right. So, so it just kind of feels like it's a separate it space. It will be, have a very separate feeling, yeah. Right. But it'll still be like essentially, like there'll be, excuse me, this will be opened up and then we'll have the larger, or an additional same, similar size probably, like uh, space for seating and eating and stuff like that. Yeah, people won't be seating and eating in that end. They won't be? No, if you want a growler and you've got a roll, then you'll go in there. If oh, you, so it's kind of like maybe the bottle shop and stuff. Yeah, the bottle shop will all be ah, down sweet. there. Okay. If you're into like, you know, you got to grab some beers and you're on your way to a party, you don't have to stand in line at this end. And if you right. want to come and sit down and tuck into some pints, you're not like in the same square footage as the people who are standing waiting in line to buy bottles and pay for beers. Right. We got a lot of things going on in one spot and we're just going to spread that action out. So it's really smart. Yeah. Get rid of the bottleneck. Yeah. Like what I did there. You see that? Bottleneck. Bottleneck. Yeah. Hey. I'm trying to keep up, man, because you're just dropping these like bombs on me. It's the best I got. That's quality. That's too bad, eh? That's too bad. But this, this is phenomenal. Like when, Beer gets something, you know, certain beers, certain products when they get hype. It's kind of sometimes it's like you know, often a letdown, and this was not the case at all. I was extraordinarily like, and I, it's kind of worked out a good time. I don't know if, if you, as a beer drinker, have ever done like I sort of you start off drinking the lighter styles and you start like getting into the numbers and then stouts and pale ales and yeah. then the IPAs and blah blah blah. And then I don't know that I got heavy, I still am like the hazy stuff and sours. And, yeah. and then it's almost like I feel like I've kind of done the full circle and come back to being really like into like pills and dry hot pills and yeah. things like this. And this came at a time when I'm sort of coming back into that. Yeah. So I'm not sure if it was that, but haven't had it for months and this is just uh, it is it's a special beer. Yeah. It's very, very cool. We don't get too crazy. We just somebody wrote something the other day uh, on TripAdvisor about us. And it said something like nothing stupid, just really good beer. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> just really good beer. That's a, that's also like, another good episode. Yeah. Like, huh? I get that. Because for a while there, I don't know, maybe the last two years, it was all about. Like but the crazy stuff. Yeah, and it just kept getting more and more hops. And we only make an IPA as part of our limited release series. And so we didn't get on with that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, um, as much as there's lots of innovation to be done in beer, there's literally thousands of recipes that are that are hundreds of years old 
that got left by the wayside for no good reason at all. Right. Only because they were like, the ingredients were expensive or they were hard to make. And so the majors, you know, prohibition was the perfect time to get rid of all that. Right. And yeah. the books are filled with these great oh, beers no. that people haven't had a chance, haven't had a crack at. Right. And and I'm really interested in those. Okay. You know, like beers with history, with character that that earned a spot in the book. You That's know? fair. Yeah. Some of the some of the stuff we're seeing now, it's not going to make the book. You know. That's very true. Some of them are definitely we we talk about that often. Some of them are going to be like as hot for six months, twelve months, two years maybe, and then you'll never see it again. Yeah. And then there's others that are just going to be around. Yeah, like beers with uh, where they put like a roasted chicken in the kettle. Like I don't think we're gonna see that in the. Do I did see it? I don't know if that's gonna make the. I don't know if that's gonna make the book. <laughs> you never know. You know the beer history book. I saw a chicken twisties beer in Australia. So there's this yeah. there's this Aussie like <laughs> they basically put you know that Goza's got sea salt in it. They put chicken salt. Okay. In a Goza to, to mimic a flavor of a chicken like a, it's a chip. It's like a yeah. like a Cheetos type of thing. Yeah. I've been to Australia. Oh, so you know the you know twisties? I know what you're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, you know chicken twisties. Yeah, they yeah. made chicken twisties beer. That's the cool like weird, but it's but salty and beer. All right. You know, like Goza. Mm, I love Gozas. Oh, you yeah. love Gozas. We did chicken Goza salt a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's a, it's in the German style. Like it's, it's definitely on brand. Yeah. Um, why did you guys decide to make these sorts of beers? Like, was there like was it was that dance brewing style? Was that sort of a, maybe you mean a direction? German styles, you mean? I mean, yeah. I or mean, why why, why nothing stupid? Like, why aren't you doing? What? Why did you choose to sort of go more traditional style of, of beers as opposed to? modern trendy stuff or whatever it is which I'm not saying you're not doing that because I think one of these ones is like a, a watermelon something yeah, right yeah. I mean so it's not completely but you know I guess it, would you have, would you say it's arguably German style predominantly yeah ish it kind of has turned out that way yeah but no but not by any deliberate design okay I mean three years ago almost four years ago in October uh, John Legasic became our head brewer. Okay. And he went to school with Dan. Yeah. And remember Al from early in our story who brewed yes. at Barley Days? Yes. They're all classmates together. They graduated they from Harriet Watt. Right. What's and Harriet Watt? Sorry, I haven't heard Harriet of Harriet Watt is the only English-speaking university where you can get a degree in brewing and distilling. Is that in Germany? It's in Scotland. In Scotland? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Because I know a lot of brewers go to the one in like Germany somewhere. Yeah. And there's Siebel in Chicago or whatever, yeah. but then... This is a master's degree program. So like you a have serious to have, master brewer. You have to have four years of undergraduate in science, biology, chemistry. Right. So you know, if you're getting, if you're doing this course, you're not messing around. It's for reals. <laughs> Plural. Or, or faux reals. F-O Whatever the kids are saying these days. Yeah. It's hard to keep up. Yeah, yeah I, don't I don't know. know. But um, yeah, I think they're fascinated by uh, history and the challenge. Right. Like a lot of those beers are not easy to make yeah um historically speaking i mean we have got some beers here like our gold nail that you're both like this is unfiltered man like that is not easy to do yeah that is a, a big challenge and an iapa to john uh, represents a much it's just a less challenging product i mean hmm. you're create you're deliberately creating beers that aren't balanced Right. Uh, and so it's going to... Balance is important. <laughs> yeah. He wants to create... They want to create well-balanced beers. Right, right. Um, 
because that's what brewers are supposed to do. And um, it's funny because none of our, all of our beers are subtly unconventional. So like we do a gold nail, for example, but it has, it's a very Canadian gold nail. There's a bag of rye malt in there. Nice. Uh, that gives it a spiciness that is like, not normal. Right. Speaking of John Legasic, this is him. This yes, is our sir. head brewer. How you doing, man? Great. Mid conversation. John, John, good to meet you, man. You Take a seat. You want to sit in the shade? Do you want to come over? Come right now. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Does this normally happen? To join? You normally you know what? It's like more fun this way. way yeah. Not our guest. No. The guest. The guest. No. Yeah. So this is no, exciting. I like it. What's the best come place on to in. Like sit? Um, you is that come a good spot there? Is that going to be blocked? No, because you get blocked by the rail, so it might be good. Maybe come in next to yeah. uh, yeah. Come on next in here. I'll see you. Hey, you know what? Put this chair there. We'll swap. It's all warmed up for you. I asked a question, John, that I couldn't answer. Why do we make these kinds of beers? It's a good segue. Can answer that? Why do we make? You tell me what to do. Sort of the German styles. But that wasn't by any kind of deliberate design that we were doing German styles. And they're not all German styles. Yeah, the first two really, right? Like yeah. the Black Lager and the Leap Beer. Oh, actually, the Dan Buster predates. Do we, does he predates require something. an introduction? Oh, you know, maybe you should. Do you want to give should me Should we a, do that? Yeah, why not? I think you should do it. You're the host. That's true. Yeah. Well, so John, you're the head brewer. Yep. We were actually just talking about your... I guess the style of brewing. His style? Yeah, his style. Maybe you gotta catch me. We're gonna catch John up on where we were at. So we covered cargo pants and um, rubber boots. Chris's brewing history. Oh, well, not brewing history. Like how Chris got into beer, how the place came to be, um, how things have uh, sort of grown over the years. And we were talking about how uh, Silversmith doesn't do like anything stupid, like, you know, none of the sort of trendy, for lack of a better word, you know, the haze, the sours, as much, or any of that type of stuff. So we were just sort of discussing what the, where that came from. Why have you guys chosen to sort of go in this more traditional sort of path um, for brewers, so potentially, as we, as we asked that, and as we talked about that, you came in, so it's kind of a good time. Um, yeah, I don't know, my, uh, I guess, like personally, I just sort of, uh, personally like more sort of conservative styles myself. Okay. Um, I've always thought, you know, that, uh, I mean, there's a place for, for like flavored beers and like that, but um, I've always thought it's, it's harder to make beers that aren't flavored, you know, that don't have um, a dom something dominant that sort of takes over, right? Yeah. Um, the challenge of making beers that are just a little more uh, conservative or traditional or whatever you want to call it uh, has sort of always appealed to me. Mm -hmm. And I personally like drinking them. Um, I just, I like, uh, I like beers that taste like beer. I hear that a lot these days. Yeah. A lot I of beers don't taste like beer. Well, I think that tastes are coming back around again. They are. It's full you know? circle. I mean, if they have their place. I mean, sure. I, and I, like, I like a, a fruity beer from time to time, right? Uh, but not a go-to thing for me personally. Um, I just kind of like the stuff that's a little more straightforward, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of boring now, right? No, no, not at all. <laughs> I, I don't think it's boring at all. It's, it's like what I've noticed is the best breweries, often their range and the way they, are, they approach beer is comes from the passion and the palates of the owners and those making the decisions. And I think that's the best. Because if you were like, I, I always, 
don't really like it too much. Say for like New England is like the New England style IPAs are, are popular. Yeah. And a lot of brewers are like, uh, well, guess the kids are drinking it, so that's what we have to do. And then they'll go and make it and it'll be half-assed, the beer won't be really that good, people will trash it. And it's like, well, but why? Like if you guys aren't into it and it's not really on brand, it doesn't make sense. And I just think that's, uh, so everything you said is definitely, well, it's why the beers are what they are. And I think it's important. It generally works out well. Yeah, I mean, if one thing's a big deal around here, uh, it's integrity. Yeah. We have that conversation at least once a week. <laughs> and there's a, and every, everyone finds their line. Yeah. You know, where you say, you know, you cross that line and you're like, yeah, I don't feel good about this anymore. This feels like it's not a progression where, where we're making a contribution to, you know, beer. Mm-hmm. We're just, it's just a gimmick to try to get this batch out the door fast so we can make a bunch of money. Right. Like, everybody's line there is a little bit different and our line is just a little bit more on the conservative side there. Right. And especially, I mentioned this a minute ago, there's just so many great beers that have fallen by the wayside over the last thousand years yeah. for no good reason at all. And they have history, they have character and background and meaning and stories. They have all of that. We don't have to make it up. And we can access that if we can do it. That's the question. That's the challenge. That's the challenge. Um, Can we make the hoppiest IPA in the world? A little less challenging in our minds. Just keep throwing more in. Like, it's, it's, uh, and so that's, I think, how it's evolved. But our limited release beers have featured some pretty interesting stuff. Like we've used strawberry and watermelon, and now we've got the grapefruit one on the go. we have that limited release program where we get a little more adventurous. We've done a horchata porter with vanilla and, and cinnamon and all kinds of different things. But that's that's a Christmas beer. Like it's yeah. it's a celebration for Christmas. Um, but it's one of the reasons why we you know, people often ask, how come you guys aren't making an IPA? Because I can recommend like five or six really great IPAs to you right now. But I can't recommend another really great black box. Honestly, yeah, this is it's just not real. We think we make I mean part the best of it, one. Part of it too is uh, just where my own strengths lie right. as a brewer. I haven't commercially brewed a lot of IPA in my career and they're tricky to do well. Um, it's easy to make a hoppy IPA. But I mean, a hoppy IPA doesn't mean a good IPA. Um, it's very difficult to make a really good, well-balanced IPA. There's that word, right? Well-balanced. There it is again. I, uh, <laughs> I haven't mastered it by any means, so it's hard to it's hard to do. Um, other things that maybe I'm a little better, <laughs> a little more suited to making, right? Um, and that happens to align with the goals of Chris and um, Matt as well. Yeah. So it's kind of worked out really well. It does. So, really quick, we can move on to the next one. So, as I say, you're in the sun, you're looking thirsty. Are yeah. we doing uh, this one? I definitely one? am. Yes. Let's add you that. And what is this one? Hey? That's what I'm going to do whilst we're doing that one. Thank you for prompting that. Um, what is this one? What's uh... our watermelon? Watermelon? Okay. Watermelon grapefruit. Okay. I personally find more watermelon, or more grapefruit rather than watermelon in it. I'm getting, I'm definitely in the watermelon. Are you? Oh, I do yeah. too, actually. I, I think I've got my taste buds in watermelon. 
what am I free? The fish. I like it. Everybody's got their limit. Oh yeah, we got photo. Sorry, John, we have to do all the photos. I'll explain later. Damn. And what's this one called? Brewer's wine. Brewer's wine. Oh yeah, I saw that. Which is true. Okay. Um, the Jamaican thing? Right. I'm not wine deaf. Just wine. Well, I think they want to slow down. Well, we work too hard. You don't pay us enough. Another fruit beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Great. Um. So, John, just to catch everybody up. What's catch that? Was that? Was that on? Was that? Yeah, that's, oh yeah. That's old. Sorry. It's some things you can't take back. <laughs> um. <clears throat> do you want to give uh, your personal? Um. I guess how'd you get into beer brewing, and then how'd you end up making fantastic beers? Yep. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, so I had a, um, originally was, went to school for uh, food science, um, and that's how I sort of ended up sort of channeling into beer, more directly into brewing, because there wasn't a whole lot else in the food line that I was really interested in, um, as, like, as far as food production goes. So um, I went over to Scotland and I did a year over there, um, learning brewing and distilling. That's and all you did while you were there? That's it? I learned and that was it. Yeah. I did nothing else. Nothing. Try to figure out learning. Very studious. <laughs> <laughs> Anything anyone else tells you is a dirty lie. It's a dirty lie. Check if that person's name is Chris. So, yeah, so uh, when I came back from there, I went, uh, I moved up uh, to Gray County. Um, I worked at a microbrewery up there called Newstat Springs. Oh, yeah. Um, so we were. Uh, like a pretty small operation. Um, I was the only brewer up there. It was a great place, uh, great place to work. I really enjoyed all my years up there. I was there for six years. Um, big adjustment when I moved up there because it was a small place, small yeah. town, by far the smallest place I'd ever lived. So. Where is it, Neil? Um, Hanover yeah, is the yes. closest town. Um, so it's 7,000 people there. That's okay. where I live. Right. Uh, Neustadt, where the brewery was, is a village of 500. Um, so further from nowhere. The, close, the closest place really is Owen Sound, about 45 minutes away. Oh, really? Okay, I saw signs, I think, yesterday. Collingwood? Yeah, 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 in that way. Generally that. But like in the middle of nowhere near there. South of there. Yeah. South of there. Land, totally landlocked away from the water. So. Right, so they didn't get the fun Far, stuff. Farm country. Yeah. Right. Yeah, great, great. It was a great place to live. And yeah, I worked up there for six years. Uh, learned a ton. And um, then when I. Uh, when I moved on, it was uh, to come down here. Um, right. For riches and fame. Yeah, for glory. That's it. The glory. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, riches and fame. I've had uh, friends of mine in Bering who, who knew Chris. And we they, call that guy Dan. They recommended yes. him. Dan earlier, may have, he made an appearance earlier in our Very story. good with bringing the narrative See? back. Al? What is that? Like a break inside of a break? Yeah. So yeah, Dan and, and Alex, who used to black lager back in the day yeah we we uh were in scotland together learned brewing together so perfect they tricked me into coming here and then once i moved down here it was too late it was already it's over yeah we uh sold his other house without him knowing and we couldn't go back that's it hold it hold the mortgage ransom to success burn the bridges (laughs) as they say the key to success burn the bridges that's another one then you can't go back We're never going to choose a name for which Chris keeps coming up with names for the episode. 
Burn the bridges should not be one of them. No, it should not be that one? Okay. So cut, scrap that one, scrap that one. Cut. Cut. Okay. Um, okay. Do you perfect. edit this? The audio, no. The audio, no. Oh, great. Yeah. It's more fun that way, right? Well, it's too late now to watch no, what you're No, I've done pretty saying. well. Well, the well, people will probably be the judge of that. I've been known to say the wrong thing. <laughs> you're that guy, eh? Occasionally. Occasionally? Yeah. How did that go down for you? I am also a, like our beer, I have character. Ooh. Maybe, like a, like, okay. You've been waiting to say that? Yeah. All day. <laughs> Six years. Six long years. Long years. Cold years. Okay, perfect. So, as far as sort of the way that now, you, how long have you been here now? It'll be four years oh, in four years. October. Okay. It feels like longer. It does. Right? Right. Is there anything that you guys, like, do you see the direction will stay pretty similar as far as like the, the way it's sort of going now or do you guys throw a, like a wrench in there and like switch it up it's hard to say chris likes to pretend that uh we all have a say but he pretty much tells us what to do so fair enough to be up to chris <laughs> i ask nicely yeah yeah he asks what we think and then he just does whatever he wants so yeah I mean, fair enough. I read a book once about empowering people. Yeah. And he said to do that. Like, yeah, so. <laughs> How's that been working for you? I don't know. He's still here. <laughs> I read a book once about empowering people, is also another thing. Yeah. We got a couple of brands that have a lot of potential, I think. Yeah. Like brands that started as limiteds. I would like to see us more. more. Yeah. A couple with, with a lot of potential, I think. Yeah, I think like big moves for us will be to put the black logger in a can. Ooh, that's right? zany. Yeah, woo! You know, it's... Something about cans are, uh, like cans are really... They're popular. Very popular now. Customers yeah. like them. Um, they're, it's a really convenient package. It's a good package. Well, they're way better than bottles, really. Yeah. Like technically speaking, they're... He better packaging like technically like, as far as like the oxygen and like, yeah like the light penetration they don't break they're lighter to transport like everything about them is better yeah they're, it's a superior package right um i kind of the only downside to cans in my opinion is it's also a ubiquitous package you're kind of everywhere and that's everybody's got one and they feel, all look the same do you feel but, that if you put something like a beer that's so important to you guys such as the black lager into a can would that affect Maybe the, the, yeah. the brand of the black lager or the perception, do you think? No, I don't think so. I think that um, like our primary reason to do it would be for customer service. I mean, our customers want it. That they've actually asked you? Over and over and over again. Huh. So Why? it's for pool parties and I'm going camping oh. and I'm going to the park and I need something I can smash after and throw in a garbage can. And, you know, I'm going to be poolside with kids and I don't want it to kids kids don't drink and then you know who cares about them <laughs> um and they don't want gla broken glass but uh lots of really good reasons they're transportable um yeah i mean it's a safer package better shelf stability it's a bit it's a bit better serving size honestly yeah. and what is a little the, smaller what are the current bottles they six six fifty six fifty okay why did you guys choose that particular size 
Well, we tried. So we've tried a couple of different bottle sizes. Actually, it's a good question. So we thought about shareability. Mm -hmm. They can have a beer with somebody. Uh, that's true. It's like one each. Like two pours. Yeah, it's two pours. It's two beers. Um, and then we thought, well, maybe it was too big, because we've been getting a little bit of feedback about that. So we put it in a 500 ml bottle, and the our public here, our, our customers here at the church, they didn't respond super well to that. They were like, oh man, like, where's my extra 150? No, they just took the other one, the big one. Oh, <laughs> the little so one was in there, and they just left so it there. So you didn't cut the 650? No, we kept them to try to run a little, uh, you know, parallel, I guess you call it a test. Yeah, Maybe. Yeah. If we put it in a smaller bottle, will they buy it? And they didn't. <laughs> okay. So, uh, and surprisingly, it hasn't really come up much since, but Five years ago, the can wasn't as big a deal as, as it is today. And now I think it's time just for, it's a customer service piece. Right. Um, people want to drink black lager and they want to drink it out of a can. So, so it is what it is. we should do that for them. Now, does this coincide with um, sort of the expansion of uh, the distro that you were talking about earlier, as far as now, I personally, I mean, I know we're not live in Montreal, but I were in Ontario often. Yeah. I don't recall ever seeing the Black Lager in any LCBOs, at least in Toronto, that I can speak to. Mm -hmm. um, would, would putting it in a can, would that sort of come alongside a bit of a push for a bit more distro? Or is that not even a concern as far as you guys are? Uh, I think it, the LCBO wants cans. That's a, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, it would be an easier sell to the LCBO. And you'd probably be able to get in a few more places. Yeah, the LCBO is saying, well, all right, we'll take like two flats of cans. Right. And they say, we don't do it in cans. And I say, okay, we'll take a case of bottles then, I guess. Uh, and and uh, we have a nice looking bottle. We'll continue to sell our beer in that format, mm -hmm. but we'll also offer a can. A can as well. Yeah. Would you do that? Would you can the rest of the ones that you bottle? I think we'll probably. Hmm. We tend to run stuff on tests here, so we'll we'll do the black lager first. We'll sell it here into some licensees, and if it goes really well, and the public responds to it the way uh, they say they will, right. then we'll explore other brands and and getting more aggressive in that package type. Um, but we'll start with our black lager and. And go from there. And go from there, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, see how it goes. Yeah, right. Yeah. The customer will tell us. Yeah. They're very good at that. <laughs> they'll either they'll either respond really well and buy it, or they won't. In which case, we'll say, okay. Turns out, the people that really like black lager also really like it in bottles. Right. Um, I don't think that's going to be the case, but because they've actually said because they said Give, I wanted it in a can. Right. <laughs> So it's gonna be interesting. Okay, cool. Um, let's go to the next one. All right. Uh, this guy. This guy is the golden nail. Golden. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, Joe. Cheers. Is that you're do you want to do it? Do you want to do a selfie? Yes, I do. Look at that. You are just yeah. a host. You can yeah. think you're in hospitality. Or so, yeah, you would think. John will tell you otherwise. Apparently. I can't. Gentlemen. Um, now this is just cold golden nail. Well, now. Well, Hill 145. Hill, Hill 145. We do say Hill that. 145. Oh, I like that. That's pretty easy to drink. So one of uh, one of the Gold friends man. of the company is is a uh, mm. uh, really big patriot. Uh, Meaning a Canadian. 
proud Patriot. Canadian. Proud Canadian, yeah. Do you know what? No one ever says that about anything but America. America, like it's, yeah, it's yeah. Just a, threw me off for a second. Well, the gentleman I'm talking about is a Canadian Patriot. He's okay. proud of what we do here and, oh, yeah. and proud of our history and and <clears throat> some of that is our our participation in the First and Second World War and Hill 145 was part of that. So oh, uh, we did this beer for the 100 year anniversary of the liberation of Vimy Ridge. Uh, and some, some of this beer went to France. And, oh yeah? It's pretty neat, yeah. That's crazy. And uh, we've been brewing it since. And it's a really, it's a Canadian take on what we figure is a, would have been a pretty 1911 Canadian ale. Right, so this is what would have, people would have been drinking back then? Yeah, but that's what we think anyway. Interesting. It's hard to research that kind of stuff. I guess it is. But it's got a little bit of spice to it. It's easy to drink. It's yeah. low alcohol, relatively. Relatively? Um, With like fours? Yeah. Yeah, it's four. Four percent. Yeah. yeah. Um, something I always find interesting, I've seen it a few times lately. Um, I'm from Melbourne, Australia, and when I went back, I live here, but I went back recently. I they, love uh, Melbourne. It's great. So, oh, yeah, we yeah. talked about four. Um, it's a cool city, right? Yeah. Very much like uh, Montreal. But all this trend, there's 800 billion golden ales. There. It's golden ales and then summer ales, which I don't really know what the difference is. Um, but I never saw that many out here. And I feel like this is like the second or third time I've said this to someone. Oh, I never see these out here. And I guess I'm starting to see them out here. They're coming along. Yeah. yeah it's very interesting style. Like, yeah. What? Okay, you know, maybe it's a good time to clarify it from either of you guys. What is the difference between a golden ale, say, and maybe like. I assume this is probably in the lag. Uh, is a lag, It's an ale, so it's not lagged, yep. but it's more along that taste profile. Is it similar to a cream ale, John? Like, where does this sit? It's kind of an ambiguous style, honestly. Mm. Like a golden ale. It's sort of like when people say amber ale. Like it's almost like, like what it's even an, is that? it's an ale, but we're categorizing it basically on its color, right? Yeah. Um, so it's sort of a vague uh, type of beer, really. It can mean right. almost anything. Um, Kind of like when someone says, uh, like saison, like a saison can be can run a huge range of colors and flavor profiles. Tastes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, or like farmhouse sales, another one. You know, it's one of those styles that really has a huge, uh, you get a lot of huge leeway. range. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, really, I think what we're trying to do when we market the golden ale, like when we call it a golden ale is to try and get across that it's um, don't expect a lager it's not going to be super like that clean crisp like very low profile low flavor profile taste yeah but it's going to be low on the spectrum as far as like as an ale goes it's going to be light light in color uh, not a huge aftertaste you know it's not going to be big and hoppy Mm-hmm. It's going to be easy to drink, right? Right. So I kind of think that's where we're where we're coming from, sort of when we decided we wanted to try and, and make it's it a got gold nice man. body. Yeah, it's got that nice biscuity or bready, excuse me, kind of thing. It's a little toasty. deeper than toasty. Yeah, it's yeah. a little deeper than a, than a lager. Yeah. Um, Use a lot of rye in it, which was again yeah. sort of a that was like the Canadian spin we were trying to put on it when right. we first it's a bit made interpretive. it. Okay. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have picked that. That is the beer that. I guess I'd never really thought about it, but I wouldn't have really thought that a golden ale would have been the beer that folks were drinking in. Yeah, because back then it was just called ale. Right. So ale... It was beer. Right. This is what beer was. Right. So do you think this is more closer to the, closer to the, the, I guess, I guess it's the import from England, like whatever British 
beers were drink like what was well way back then in, in that time period in 1911 uh, the Molsons were serving in the armed forces and right. Molsons brewery was shipping ale right by the boatload to Europe for Canadians and anybody else for our servicemen and women that were in the field at that point in time. Right. And this would have been Probably. similar in style to what that was. This would have just been what people called beer. Right. And now, uh, you know, and then when Prohibition hit and you end up with, you know, two or three breweries making all the beer, then what constitutes beer becomes, again, very ubiquitous, but a little bit different than this. Mm-hmm. You know, and you basically get Labatt Blue or Molson Canadian. And and here we are back again, and you've kind of come full circle, and now right. you have this thing called Gold Nail that's reborn. It's right. new again, but yeah. it's, it's not new. No. It's but new it's, to us, yeah. and we can put a new spin on it. Like, I don't, do we ever find any really sound evidence that said, you know, that there was definitely rye in this beer? back then no, no, no I, recipes I, from what I recall when we were developing it it was just to that was the way we decided to make it because we wanted sort of a little spice make sure well and give it sort of a Canadian yeah a Canadian twist right yeah um, which is important but what yeah what what can you put in a beer that really says like it's Canadian pine maple yeah. you know what I mean Moose. Very, very strong flavors that we weren't really interested in Moose. And make it something that flavorful, right? Yeah. Yeah. Something that was going to be the flavor. Like you put maple in it, now it's a maple beer. You yeah, know what I mean? That's true. You put rye in it's not necessarily a rye beer. Yeah. Particularly if it's like a portion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it gives it a little kick of spice. Yeah. It's there. That's where that's coming from? Yep. That's the rye. Yep. It's probably better. I don't know. Like, do you guys feel that it's like, like balance was a key word we've been talking about today? Yeah. Um, is it important to have balance with rye beer, with rye in beer? Yeah, the trick with rye, it's, it can be quite sticky when you're working with it in the brew house. So. Everyone keeps saying that's the worst, apparently. Yeah, um, you can't overdo If you're going to overdo it, then you have to be prepared to work with it right. um, in the brew house one way or another. Um, because, yeah, it's it holds moisture. It's very sticky. Right. Um, so, um, like, like similar fun. similar to wheat in a lot of respects. When you're working with wheat in the brew house, the same, it's along the same lines. It can be very... Uh, it can it can bog the brew the brew house down a little bit because of high protein content. It's, it holds oh, a lot of moisture. So. Anything about flavor at all? Do you feel like the rye beer is if if you did an old rye beer, is that too much? Yeah, I mean you'd ha- you'd have difficulties um, even just like you you need a lot of that sugar enzyme content that you're getting from barley anyway. So you so you'd, you'd, you'd really you'd way. really want to just portion it in. But I mean, if you went up to even like fifty percent. Um, you might see it's maybe too much rye flavor, but I mean, it really depends what you're going for, right? Why? Because if you if you're really driving that flavor and you you're you know you're balancing it out with uh, with, with the rest of your recipe mm. or with your hopping or what have you, yeah. then you can make it work for sure. Hmm. Okay. I had a maple rye rye ale recently, and I never really thought about those two things being Canadian. I always think about the maple being Canadian. Yeah. And the rye didn't always, didn't always like hit me. I'm like. I remember this thing was like mad boozy and uh, yeah. um, extremely sweet. Yeah. But I'm sure it was probably balanced. Yeah, right? I love that. Um, what I want to do, we're going to do the lightning round because now it's going to take a bit longer. There's two of you. 
It's never a lightning round. It's a we call it the molasses round. It's supposed to be fast, but it goes slow. Yeah, it's more fun when it's slow. I like the long answers. People have really interesting answers. This is fun, and it's good that John takes a lot of brewing questions. All right, good. Um, But now I'm going to be exposed for not knowing anything. I knew okay. it was a mistake to come we'll talk to the boss today. Make sure Harriet Watt is actually an online university, <laughs> and you can get your degree from there just by putting really twenty-five easy. cents. Wow. You never, you never checked it. I didn't actually no. even go there. <laughs> I listened to a podcast that said that today. Actually, they're like, "Do they actually? No one checked. When's the last time someone's like, can you please bring your diploma?'" <laughs> yeah, they, they never check. Did you check? Did you check him? No. Are you gonna now? I can now do I another am. question. When you it's had gonna be your fault. That's true. Yeah. My fault. <laughs> Oh, God, I don't want to be responsible for the black Investigative lager. Investigative reporting <laughs> or beer podcast? Hard to say. That's uh, somewhere in the Shh. middle. Did you... To Thank your, you, Wes. Thank you, sir. To your interview, did you bring beer to the interview? Did you have an interview? Yes. Yeah. Did yep. you bring... Someone said one time, I swear, they brought beer to an interview. To I've, be like, this is what I... I've known people to like bring homebrew to interviews before. Um, I actually don't homebrew, so um, he's all pro all the time. All pro. Yeah, well, it's from the stud. Uh, you know, it's the last thing I want to do when I get old. Right, like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> uh, I'm happy to drink it, but I'm not brewing again when I get home. Never. Um, but uh, we had beer at the interview. We had beer here, of course. Yeah. And then we talked. We went to Ravine too, didn't we? But yeah, we did. See you, Ron. I'll get back to you tomorrow. Okay, sounds good. Bye, Carly. But I, I didn't bring I didn't bring my own beer. You did okay. Interesting. It's a good one. Um, what are we drinking now? We are drinking Dam Buster. Okay. Which is English bitters. Classic English bitter. English bitter. Traditional. One might even say it's balanced. Trucky, what are you tell me? It's like a it's like a sea salt. It's balanced. Right in the picture. middle. I think. You're 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 just you're handling this really well, Chris. It's like you've done it before. Right, Chris hates getting pictures taken of himself. <laughs> God, I look good today. Look at all my chins. Okay. Oh, all six of them. Yeah. My necks look yeah. amazing. <laughs> Give me an episode name. My necks look amazing. Damn Buster. So English bitter. We actually called that beer in the beginning Bang On Bitter. Oh, that's and very John British. John Downing? Yes. Guy who runs the college? Yes. yes, yes, yes. So Basically he's go. a British fella. And when we brewed this, that's what he said when he had it. This is bang on Star like, Wars. Bang on. This yeah. is a proper English bitter. Mm. It's actually not at a bad temperature for drinking it right now either. It's uh, in the sun for. Yeah, it's not minutes. cold. It's not supposed to be <laughs> yep. cold. Um, and we called it bang on bitter, but the the Ontario public wasn't ready at that time. They associate bitters not with the style but with the flavor. Yeah, oh, I true. don't like bitter things. And then so we changed it to Dam Busters. Um, and it did much better. And it did much better? It's a very, stylistically speaking, it's it's an excellent, it might be one of our best beers. Um, but that's just okay. my opinion. Speaking of that, I actually forgot to ask. So yes. the thing about the Black Lug, like yeah. it's multiple award winning. That yeah. was what everybody told me about it. So I guess it's, it's World Beer Awards. It was specifically like much larger than like locally, right? Like yeah. it's. We Being wanted the World Beer Awards. Yeah. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. Yeah, we won. See you for later. Canada. Thank you. See ya. Bye, Yeah, we won. We got a goal for Canada at that. Yeah. Amazing. We got beat by some Brazilians. I don't know. Those cheeky Brazilians. I know. You never know what they're going to get up to. Yeah. So it won 
do you want to brag? Let us know. Let us know. That Number beer one. has won everywhere we've entered it. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. From like, we they had a brewing contest at the college where it won for a few years, and then we stopped putting it in because we felt bad for the college students. And then it won at Ontario. It won at Canadians. It won at the U.S. Beer Open, and then it won at the Worlds. And now we're doing some more global stuff. Amazing. So, Are yeah. you going to continue to enter it in contests? Yeah, we will. Yeah. Yeah. Why not, right? John continues to make um, improvements, changes to that beer. Right. Um, to make it better and better and better all the time. And uh, I mean, I think it shows the way it's been received around the world. So, yeah. yeah. Very cool, man. Yeah. More than like a lot of, uh, I don't know if a lot of people really always bother with the, I guess, the world ones. I think it's just really, it's very cool to have that recognition and just to, just to know, like, oh, no, no. Right, I knew this stuff was good, but like, how good is it? Would. And we felt with our black lager, mm. our, we use some kind of atypical ingredient styles in there mm -hmm. um, that give our beer a, a slightly different taste profile. And I wanted to, we were, I wanted to see, like, I think it's awesome, but how Ooh. awesome is it? Let's go find right. out. And it turns out that you know, a lot of people feel the same. A lot of people feel the same way. We end up lumped into some pretty broad categories. Like, yeah, is there even a black lager category? No. So we try to enter into the US Beer <clears throat> Open for two years, and there was no, they wouldn't accept our, our, um, like application entrant, right. entrance because there was no Schwartz beer category, and they didn't know oh, where to put us. Schwartz beer technically. Yes. So they put us into dark amber, you know, Eu European dark amber lagers. Jeez. And so, I mean, that's a huge gamut of, of possibilities. Um, that's too broad. Yeah, it's pretty broad. And that's where we typically end up, in those broad, dark lager categories. Right. And they're the um, ones that are wins? And we win. Anyway. Right. Anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah. doesn't matter what category. Yeah. Just put it out there. I'd love to find somewhere. We have, haven't done a lot of looking, but just a Schwartz beer contest. I'd love to see how... I mean, I'd like to send it to Germany to yeah, a Schwarzbier right? yeah. contest and see what, where it comes up there. How do we do stacked up against other Schwarzbier manufacturers? Hmm. It has to be something like that. You would think. The style went dead um, when they threw up the Berlin Wall. Um, nothing was coming out of Eastern Germany, and that's where the beer is born. Right. And then now, the Czech Republic does a really good job. Eastern Germany does a good job. There's a following in Japan of black lager, and then here. And then that's it. Yeah, I feel like I see there's a couple around. I know Bose does one, they call a Schwartz beer, but it's sort of almost like, I always forget that a black lager is a Schwartz beer. They don't always. They did yeah, there's, there's a couple in Ontario, right? There's a few. Um, there's Napanee a, does one. Yeah, Napanee's gonna say over yeah. Eastern Ontario, Napanee, that's what Perth. I was thinking of. Um, oh, Junction did one. Junction although I don't does think one. They're I think doing they still do. Do they? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty notable one out west. I think in BC somewhere. It's won some awards. Quebec, obviously, like they Quebec make pretty great beers. So, um, sin? Three Musketeers, I think, Eight made a pretty sin. good. Oh, yeah, it had the skull on the can. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That Mexican. The yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That exactly. Inca style. They the yep. yep. Okay. So but the not, style not is is gaining some recognition okay um yeah do you feel like uh you guys played a part in that out here yes yeah yeah without a doubt 
That's great. It hasn't, uh, <clears throat> you know, we decided to take the hard, it's a hard road. Yeah. I mean, if you want to get into, if you want to sell lots of beer, then you sell easy drinking IPAs and novelty beers. Right. And that's, um, or, and, and that's the game that's already evolving. You know, that's where you say, you know what, uh, IPAs are by far the most popular style and we're going to go be a player in that game. Yeah. Or you say, we're going to make Black Lager and we're going to make a new game. Right. And we'll, for a while, be the only player and we'll see who else can play with us. Mm, and I like that. the Black Lager is no cup of tea to make either. It's, no. It's, uh, and that's part of the challenge. That's part of the challenge that uh, I make John love. <laughs> Every day. I hope John loves. What did I say? <clears throat> Not what I said first. That sounds very dictatorial. <laughs> You make him love it. Yeah, we'll cut that part out. <laughs> we absolutely will. We absolutely will. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can see Tiffany shaking her head. It's, yeah. it's yeah. over. So I forgot yeah. to ask, why Silversmith? Where's the name from? My family background. Nice. We have been, so Ponsions, that's my last name, is actually a ponchoon. Okay. Ponchoon is an awl that they use for piercing sheets of silver. Oh. Although not anymore because nobody has any sheets of silver. No, I, I don't. We have, any. have been silversmiths since 1580. How's your silversmithing? Terrible. Terrible. But my drinking is, is awesome. on point. <laughs> I'm so, an amazing drinker. Yeah, I, I can tell right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, speaking of that, lightning round, uh, what would be your guilty pleasure beer? A beer you would be afraid to admit to a fellow beer nerd that you enjoy? Well, I live in Welland. I drink OV all the time. <laughs> what is that? Uh, Old Vienna. Oh, the Pilsner? Old Vienna Pilsner? Yeah. Sure. It's just a, you if know. If that's what you want to call it's a, it. Yeah. It's just a domestic, you, like, value brand, you'd call it, right? The colorful thing on it? Uh, no, it's like a blue and... It's got a blue and red helmet and, on it. And, and, yeah, it's, it's a popular beer in Welland. Yeah. And if you play baseball or... Or curling or Go hockey. Any of those things. Any in form that of sporting. Town. Yeah. yeah. It's over. Billiards, darts, <laughs> breathing. Yeah. yeah. It's highly affordable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Do you have one? Stiegel Radlers. Hey, I like Stiegel Radlers. That's a good one. Wow. It's great fruit it. juice. It is. It's grape juice. That's fine. For kids. I don't give that to my kids. No. But it's. Often. It's all kinds of other irresponsible stuff, but, but yeah. not that. Stiegel. Stiegel Rattlers, that's my guilty that's a, pleasure. That's a good answer. That's a yeah. good answer. Uh, the opposite. What would be a beer you would decline under any circumstances? Scotch ales. That's a common one. I don't like them either. I like mm. scotch ales. It's like drinking dirt. Yeah, it's so sweet and like, but drinking dirt, that's, it's cold. It's savage. Yeah. Savage, Chris. Yeah. Jesus, relax, man. That's, that's, a, that's a tough call. Yeah. There's aren't, there aren't too many beers that I would... I would turn my nose up at if I was yep. offered it. John will drink anything. Um, the only beer I remember not being able to really drink was, I can't remember what it was called. It was a German smoked beer. Oh, yeah, the Rausch beer sort of thing? And it was yeah. so smoked. It was so over the top. I, it's I like couldn't bacon. take it. Yeah. It was. It was almost almost like hammy, almost. It was a very bizarre flavor. Yeah. And That's I couldn't, couldn't do it. Hot dogs in foil. <laughs> what a bad German idea. hot dogs. <laughs> Get a and they call that beer Big Dog. All right, John, get, get in that. There. All right. No, don't steal it. This is Big Dog. 
I'm sorry. It's like, no, don't you apologize. Okay. This is exactly what I'm here for. I used to make a beer called Big Dog Porter, actually. Without dogs in it? In Neustadt. No. Oh. It's named after their dog because she was big. Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine it. <laughs> Pretty creative. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Big dog. Um, favorite beer style? Black lager. Black lager. It's a tough one, guys. It is a tough one. Now, when I say favorite, you could you could argue go to is also a synonym. Maybe like you go to an LCBO, you go in somewhere, you go to a brewery. What what are you looking for first? What's your like? I'm definitely gonna go for that. I like dark beers. Yeah. Yeah. We make a good one. Yeah. What's it called? So there's a drink, black lager. Is that black lager? Black black lager? Yeah. Black lager. Black lager. So there's a lager that's dark. Yeah. Huh. But refreshingly light and crisp. Huh. The clean finish. Need to hear more about this. Yeah. I know where you can get it by the glassful. Really? Yes. It's like that. a fountain, if you will, Ooh. of amazingness. Fountain of amazingness. That's a good one. That's a good one, right? John? <laughs> well, I feel like we can say black lager, bro. No, John's not going to say black lager. Um, He's more yeah, out. you make a beer enough and you start to hate it a little bit. Yeah. John, <laughs> what? You can't. John, Jonathan. John, you're not editing the audio. <laughs> John loves to make it. He loves everything about it. He loves black lager. He loves working here. And he thinks it's the best beer ever. Um, I, like, I really like a. Uh, like the, the sort of true blue European Pilsners. Okay. Um, I mean, like I could drink Pilsner Raquel like all day long. Beer's fabulous. Those beers um, aren't easy to make though. They're mm. very difficult to make. It's deceptive. It might be part of the reason I like it. I like them is because they seem like they're easy because they're so straightforward. Yeah. Um, you know, they're they're not super hoppy or. They don't you seem know. complicated, but they yeah, get the they, characteristics. They seem they seem simple, but they're actually technically very difficult. Yeah. Um, I've always had a soft spot for um, California Commons. Great choice. Um, I love uh, like Anchor Steam beers. Yeah. Fabulous beer. Um, I may also like Anchor Steam. Yeah, it's good. No, I do. And I, I do buy that at the liquor store when I see it. You don't see it at every liquor store, so when I see it, I do. No, tend we have to buy it in the old town. I buy it frequently. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good beer. It's a good beer. Do I, I always I uh, I like to think of um, California Commons as an American ESB. Yeah. Makes sense, because I'm not even really I'm not into the malts, the super malty stuff like that much, but something about California Commons is just like, so I don't know. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, like something about yeah. like slightly fruitier or some little twist on it. I feel like it's like a twist on the ASB. Great choice. Yeah. I feel like they're definitely underrated. Super yeah, underrated. it's they're a great they're a great style. Great, yeah. I, I really like them. One of you know one of the first like true <clears throat> American styles. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, opposite, least favorite. Doesn't mean you hate it and you never drink it, but maybe just like maybe the bug your list. Can well, I say yeah. Scotch Ales again? Yes, you can. You can uh, then I'm like. going to. Good. Yeah. Bug room. Get rid of them. Hmm. Barley wines, perhaps? Oh. I can't really. Yeah, barley wines would be mine. 
That's I, I, I typically shy away from from higher alcohol mm. beers. Yeah. It's hard to hide alcohol. Like high alcohol content, it's difficult to hide it. Yeah. Um, beers that phenol Beers that do heat. it are few yeah. and far between. But um, <clears throat> so like imperial stouts, personally, I've never really done it for me. Yeah. I like a stout. Most, I mean, like Guinness is under five percent, right? People sort of they say think Guinness is oh, a big heavy beer, but really it's not no. that big. It's a quite easy drinking beer, yeah. and that's what stouts typically are. It's they're more sessionable. Yeah. I've, I've never really got imperial stouts personally. It's like here's a stout, except you can only have half as much because it's way Hop, stronger. Yeah. Half at best. It's yeah. a good question. Um, desert island beer. So I'm stuck on a desert island. Can't leave. But they will give you the beer of your choice at the perfect temperature, exactly how you want it. Mojo. Sierra Nevada pale ale. Classic game changer. What was it? Sierra Nevada. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I could drink that shit for days. It is. It's a, it's a game changer. There it is. It's a triple OG. That'd be a yeah, change. Probably beer as we knew it. Yep. That was part I'd of the 2005 trip. You got a lot of that. Yeah. I was like, what is this? And at the time, it was hoppy. Yeah, right now, it's a soft. Now, it's like, meh. Soft. But it is great, great beer great choice and refreshing on an island it is it is I would they made a black lager sorry a food substitute but whatever I yeah. would probably go with Pilsner and Kel nice I could, I could drink that beer probably Forever. every day until the end of time I think kind of make a bowl right now. <laughs> it's very convincing beer trend predictions what do you guys think is going to be uh, all the rage with the children next that's tough to say yeah right Sours are coming on strong. I don't yeah, think they're sours done yet. are pretty popular. No. I think you're gonna start to see. You're gonna see more and more of that. And but I also don't think they have longevity. No, I think so. Sours, period, or maybe the sort of new, the new style, like say like the barrel age versus kettle sours. See a difference? No. No. Quite frankly. No. I think they're gonna gain in popularity, and I think they're gonna fade. Well, that's just my, my guess is we'll probably see more kettle sours because they're easier and cheaper to make. Yeah. Um, so we, we probably will see them as the sours start to gain more and more attraction. That's probably what you'll see more of. Okay. Um, as far as like the differences between how good one is versus the other, that's it's really a matter of taste, I guess, right? Yeah. But that's probably a pretty good guess as to what what the next sort of big trend is going to be right sour variants sour variants yeah that's what i think will be the next does that encompass uh berliners and gozas and stuff or is that more just well if i had my way we'd never see another gosa ever but <laughs> not a fan not a gosa fan <laughs> no i actually might have to change my answer but we're style that might be it goza damn <laughs> no one said goza. that before that's a new one <laughs> i don't mind goza love them fantastic but to each their own that's the beauty yeah. of beer yeah i'd like to see what you guys think i had the um this is um brewery called ritter guts and there was like the the one from like 1870s or whatever from germany and they had it at the lcbo not that long ago so it was, and it was the apparently the original goza so i was like hell yeah and it was great i wasn't yeah. sure it wasn't it's tasting here exactly like ago? yeah it was actually the it was the limited the last limited edition brewed before I started because it was on the bar, but I, I, it like it was already in package when I started here. Okay. 
Would you do it again? No plans to anyway. No, we don't have a plan to. No. No. Okay. No, no goes. Yeah. I remember being well received. People seemed to like it. Yeah, people liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked it. It's on brand. It's not my go-to, but it's. I enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, favorite up-and-coming breweries. Like, do you have any friends or like just ones you've tried recently that are newish? Favorite up and coming. I don't know. High Road's pretty dynamite. That beer's great. Yeah, I agree. Like Brown and John. Yeah. yeah, I still haven't had that. I keep hearing about it. Do we have any on top? No, there were two Fairweathers on. Oh, Fairweather. top, so. We carry it here. Those guys are right? dynamite. Yeah. Brown Nice. You guys at High Road? Fairweather's okay. also pretty good. Yeah, Fairweather's great. I met <laughs> they make lots of good beers. Back. And mess around. How much is some stuff? How much is a good place right now? But I think in terms of capacity and capability, yep. High Road. High Road. Has more depth than Fairweather, in my opinion. Fairweather makes great beers, but they don't have the skill and depth that, that High Road have. does. Do they have a, a facility? Or are they sort of contracting right now? High Road's still a contract, yeah. Still a contract for now? Yeah. And they've only done the two brands, the PLL and then the IPA. Yeah. Which just limits them, yeah. mostly just because of ability, like availability of space, right? The it's IPA hot. has been so well received that that's what they make they all have the time. To pump it out. And they can't make enough of that stuff. We sell uh, it out. Yeah, right it's well deserved. Yeah. It's a fantastic IPA. It won uh, best IPA in Ontario last year, I think, which yeah. is the first time in years that Great Lakes didn't win it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's an yeah. awesome beer. If you get okay. a chance, if you yeah. can find it. Yeah, Iggy's like, has it lots. Yeah, it, I had a pint of it at Iggy's last week, actually. Yeah, so it's around. Okay. It's yeah. around. Um, favorite beer city, destination, or country? Somewhere you like to go for beer. Since I opened the brewery, I haven't left Virgil. So I don't get out much these days. No. Do you know, I hear that I, uh, all the time. I went, sucks. when I lived over in Scotland, I, um, a few of us, we went over did a little tour around hitting breweries and like that yeah. and Belgium was Belgium's spot. phenomenal yeah. it was a blast lots of bars that I mean they got tons of breweries lots of cool stuff to drink and bars that just have so much choice you don't have to drink the same beer twice it's awesome Yeah. and the, the people who like the servers over there the are mind blowing <laughs> they could have Hundred beers on tap, and they tell you about every one of them, no problem. Like yeah. it's great. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so many good things about that. Speaking of that, my co-host Scott, he's in uh, Scotland right now. Do you have any specific breweries in Glasgow? And where should Scott go? Edinburgh. Where should Scott go? I'm going to have to text him because clearly he's not going to hear this um, in time. Let me think. You can tell me after. Yeah, because I can. I can leave that with you. Yeah, Bellhaven's jumps to mind. Bellhaven. Yeah, I've had some of their stuff. That, that's. I mean, Innocent and, Gun. The big one. Brew yeah, Innocent, Innocent Gun's dog. cool. It's a pretty, uh, like, I mean, uh, you see a couple, only a couple of their brands over here, really. Um, yeah. But they're... Uh, Everything I've had from them is really good. Yeah, I they always... They make good beer. I haven't had yeah, them in quite it's a quality, while, but it's smooth. pretty yeah. nice. Um, I looked it up for him, but I couldn't find anything, like, that blew my mind. There was, like, a top list of breweries in, in between Edinburgh and Glasgow, but we'll come back to that one. Um... Your favorite beer, underrated style or brewery, city or country. There's something underrated. Maybe if you put dark malt in a lager. We're underrated for sure. <laughs> I like that. Why do you think that is? It's shameless. 
pretty shameless. It is shameless. I don't care. It's okay. Well, I don't care. It's a shameless <laughs> plug. This is kind of the whole point. This is your platform, yeah. guys. It's all you. I think that we've got, I think Black Lager is an incredible style. And I think what is so incredible about it is that it is absolutely not what you're expecting. Yeah. And I think that's why it's underrated. People think that they're going to get something, you know, where they have that perception of heavy, stouty, bitter, long after, and you just don't get any of that. Yeah. And I think that as we start to, you know, get out of Niagara and into other communities, we're just going to keep seeing more and more and more of that. And that's what, yeah, that's, I'm excited about that. We get to build a new market, yeah. which is, I, I'm, you know, we get to blow people's minds. And I think, I think that's cool. a lot of fun. Yeah. In beer, where people are like, oh, there's all these breweries cropping up and all this competition and beer's been done to death. And it's like, well, yeah, except, except, except yeah. we have a black one that tastes like a yellow one with more flavor and more, it's got more going on, but crisp clean finish. And I, I think it's us, but. I like that. I maybe, I'm a little biased because I lived there, but I think Scotland's pretty underrated beer country. Mm. I love drinking yeah. Scottish beers and it does get overshadowed not only because they're known for whiskey, but because they're like England's right next door to them. Right. England's yeah. pretty well known for making beer. beer. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot, a lot of really great Scottish beers and they, they just have a lot of really good, like straight ahead styles. They, they kind of make stuff that's pretty, like not too wild or anything typically, mm-hmm. but pretty, lots, of, lots of really good quality beers here. Okay. That's really good because I would definitely say Scotland. I don't really think about them that much when I think of beer. No, you don't. Really, right? That's true. Um, best beer you ever drank in your life? Often situational? Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Yeah. Las Vegas, 2005. Uh, first, uh, first one you cracked? Yeah. Cracked that and you're like, what is this yeah. goodness? What happened? Where have I been? <laughs> What's wrong with us in Canada? That's that's that, that's what happened. Yeah. And you fixed that. I fixed that. Well, well, we're on our way. Contributing. Yeah. yeah. Do you have the best one ever? That's, oh, uh, that's a tough one. I know, right? I have my moment. You have a moment? No, I, yeah, I have my moment. That's my moment that's in time. That's the main key I remember one. Remember it? Yeah. I like that. That green can and the oh, why? What is yeah. this? Yeah. I don't have one either. Like, I can't even think of one particular moment. Like, what is this? You can come back. I, to it. Yeah, honestly, I think probably all well, the moments I'm thinking of are, are less so like a Eureka moment, like having a particular beer or style of beer that I've never had before, but more just like one of those moments when you need a beer or somebody's going to die. And when you have it, <laughs> you're, you're just like, this beer is amazing. Uh. And it's less about the beer than it's then, about the state of mind. <laughs> that is something situation. The moment. Yeah, exactly. That works. Um, favorite beer of all time? I like, I like the thinking. I like that pregnant pause, as they say. Favorite beer of all know, time. Right? <laughs> Potentially maybe one that just has you have a soft spot for... Anchor steam. Anchor steam. When I go to the Lake Bow, I buy Anchor steam. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go on a limb here a little bit because this is a beer that I used to drink when I was, you know, 20. Um, and they don't, and they don't make it, and they don't make it anymore, but it was Sleeman steam. 
Oh, they did their own version of it. Yeah, yeah, and they stopped. From what I understood, they stopped making it because it was called Slim and Steam, and Anchor Owns sort of that. said, "You can't make that anymore, or you can't call it that anymore because that's our name." Um, and they scrapped the brand, more or less, from what I recall. I guess I remember talking to people at Sleeman about this, and they had sort of indicated it wasn't a great seller, so they just decided to get rid of it. But Not worth I, I mean, I remember loving that beer. I have no idea how good it actually was because it's years and years since I've had it, and yeah. I was just a kid really when I when I know I liked it. But I remember being real disappointed when they said that they were discontinuing that beer. What? No. I guess it doesn't happen. Maybe it happens more and more. I was gonna say it doesn't happen much anymore, but I guess it happens more. Because maybe you go to a brewery, you'll try a seasonal or a one-off, and you know there's like five kegs of the thing. Yeah. So I guess you get used to like yeah. So it's less, it doesn't hit you as hard. Whereas back then, that would have been like world crushing. Yeah, I mean, you, as a beer, you go to the beer store and buy it, you know, by the case, like no right. problem, right? Yeah. And, and all, all of a sudden, sudden, they take it away from you. Tear your heart out. Tear your heart out. Uh, first beer you ever brewed, that would be to uh, you, sir, I guess. Unless yeah. you brewed. No, I haven't. You just watched. Yeah. I spectate. Counts. Sometimes I cheer. <laughs> pour in the grain, John. Pour it in. It's fucking good, boys. You're <laughs> doing a great job. I'll bring the refreshments. Yeah. And then I'd leave and I don't come back. <laughs> it takes so long. I'm pretty sure the first beer I ever brewed commercially was, um, well, it would, it would have been in Neustadt, uh, 10W30, English Brown Ale. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Uh, and that was our flagship up there, and I brewed a lot of that beer. And I'm pretty sure that was the first one that I brewed. Like, and homebrew? Actually. Like first brew ever, ever. Um, well, I, I never homebrewed, so oh, it would have, it would have yes. been a school brew, and honestly, I can't. I can't remember what we would have been doing because I mean, you brew so many different things. Yeah, like whatever. yeah on the little stuff, pilot right? systems. Yeah, it's, yeah. But as an actual like real job, yeah, that's a good one. Ten W thirty. That's a good one. That's a good answer. Um, uh, death row beer slash meal pairing. So now your final beer and what would you pair that with? All right, hitting you with the big ones today, fellas. Mm. Tuesday, it's hot. Some of my favorite answers were uh, people said like Imperial Stout and Oysters. I thought that was interesting. I've never done that before, so I don't know if it was good, but I have I'm, going, I'm going surf and turf. Ooh, okay. All right. To eat. Okay. And then I'm thinking about what I'm going to have with it. Could it be uh, a lager that would be like a duck? <laughs> Maybe. I'm like a death one. row. <laughs> I'll have one of what I have every day, please. <laughs> I would hate to blow my record. I don't know. Maybe even Schmay. He's on pretty serious. Wrap it up. To end it, to end it all. Yeah, yeah. I could trap a spear, maybe. I, I know they're unusual and rare. Yeah, something hard to get just yeah. to screw with death row a little bit. Yeah. Go yeah, get yeah, me, get me a West Fleeter in, please. Yeah. I want the 12, but I want it from 2013. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have to show up at the church to get that. Well, you better get going then. Because yeah. <laughs> be I've, only, I've only got a week. Yeah. Hurry up. Yeah. Boy, that's a pretty tough call. Yeah. Um... 
just just for a diff I guess just for a sake of variety for a different answer maybe um, I love haggis it is amazing wow. strange that's a strange sentence I love mm. it um, <laughs> he ate it all the time when I lived in Scotland it's great somebody has to eat it yeah, sure and since I haven't had like any real good haggis in a long time that's yeah. your death row haggis well I just don't want to just say steak or you know something a steak a really good steak um Haggis is an interesting. They had to they had to go to Scotland to get it. And it probably worth worth the choice. That's true. All right, so the haggis and and there was a beer that we carried over there at the bar I worked. At. I'm pretty sure it was called the brew was called North Winds. Okay. And that beer with haggis was amazing. Oh. I can't. Don't quote me on the name of that brewery. I must have loved it that much because I can't remember what it was called. But it was really good. I'm pretty sure it was so much. North Winds or Trade Winds or something like that. It might have something been Trade Winds. Something with the wind. If I Google it, I'm sure okay. I can find yeah. it. But I mean, that beer, because we had haggis at the bar I worked at, and together they were awesome. Okay. I still never had haggis. It just didn't really appeal the whole stomach lining and the... Uh, they gave it a shot. Yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, I'll tell Scott to get in it. Yeah. Um, right? Favorite and least favorite style to brew? John? Anything with rye? Maybe you don't like making wheat beer all that much. You know what? Actually, the wheat beer is easier to make than the golden is, to be honest. Of the beers that we make here, the golden's the most difficult and the longest day. Um, I like the beer, so that sort of takes the pain away a little bit. But, nice. Um, what you can ask for. Yeah. Really? The, honestly, the, the, <laughs> the easiest one to brew is probably the Dam Buster, okay. the English Pale Ale just generally short process times and it's the most forgiving I would say stylistically okay so that that would probably be the one I like to brew the most okay and then the worst beer you've ever made mm. it can't be from here yeah of course it'd be bad yeah he's in a good mood today so what have I made here that has been really sticks out nothing see nothing Everything we make is magnificent. <laughs> magnificent. Everything flawless. we make is magnificent. Flawless every flawless. time. Flawless every time. That's our new company motto. <laughs> flawless um, every time. Joe. Tell people meet me. <laughs> it was super popular. We didn't make it this year, but it was super popular. However, oyster stout. Oyster stout. Uh, never, oh yeah. never cared for that beer. No. I don't care for the flavor of oysters. That beer was super popular. Very popular. People I really liked why. it. Oysters is also weirdly nice. Yeah. But it's that not, not my cup of tea. Okay. Yeah. But it's the worst beer you've ever made still? You think that's the one? For my personal taste? Yeah. yeah. That's good. Sometimes people say something like something that they dumped in the end. Oh, yeah. We I almost don't, don't count those. <laughs> they're gone. They're gone. Yeah, they yeah. never made it anywhere. Yeah. So, they're, yeah. so like whatever. They just it's like it never happened. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what music do you listen to when you brew? Classic rock. Yeah, Dale's around metal. Death metal. <clears throat> Death metal. It's a good one. The geese love it. One of yeah. One of one of our guys. Good for the black flag again. Brewery loves death metal. So yeah, there's a lot of metal that goes on in there. Metal. I I personally just. Classic rock, classic rock, classic rock. Just, yeah. Oh, perfect. Last question. What's your favorite hop that applies to everybody? Etc. 
such as a good one. Classic. Yeah. I mean, is it really classic? I guess North no, American nothing, classic, right? Nothing crazy. Hey, it's fantastic. Fun, tasty. Can't make a bad beer with it. Yeah. It's impossible. I think it's responsible for the craft beer revolution in America. I guess that would probably be part of uh, Sierra Nevada. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna say Galaxy. Ooh, Galaxy, eh? Yeah. Okay. I feel like Galaxy. Yeah, it's I really, like it. I really like the flavor profile of yeah. it. Yeah. Huh. And I've it's made some old. nice beers with it. It's always worked out nicely every time I've used it. It's a great hop. It's, it's something that I only learned recently how overpowering it is. Like how much it just like takes over. If I know a beer, I'm like I can taste the beer straight away. That's one of the few hops I can say, oh, that's a hundred percent Galaxy. Like. I, could, I think that's mosaic. I think that's citron, but I know that is galaxy every time. It's uh, it's expensive, I guess, over there, right? Yeah, and can be difficult to get a hold of too. Yeah, which is annoying. Do you guys have many problems with that? Just securing good hops and stuff, whatever you need. Yeah, sometimes yeah. they seem to cycle through. Every time is when you can't get a hold of galaxy, but you can get a hold of mosaic, for example, or right. and then next year it could be flip flopped. Right. Everyone's buying Mosaic now, but all of a sudden, Galaxy's available. You can't get Simcoe or you can't get Citra yeah. one year, and then you get a phone call from somebody, oh, I've got 40 kilos of Simcoe on my contract still. Right. Uh, I so can't like, use it all. Do you yeah. want it? <laughs> yeah. So it sort oh, of does funny cycles around like yeah. that. It's always interesting to hear about how that kind of works and how it interplays, and like people are just like either calling other breweries, like, yo, you got any whatever. Yeah. yeah. I like that a lot. I think it's, it's very cool. underground. Yeah, right. Feeling. Yeah, <laughs> like a little black market. Yeah. How is uh, the scene out in Niagara on the lake specifically now that you guys are the OGs and you've got a bunch of other breweries that sort of popped up in the last few years? Yeah. How has that been? How do you guys feel? Have you seen it, seen it grow? Are you friendly with the other breweries around? Yeah. Yeah. Everything's yeah. cool. Yeah. Satisfied with the way that it's sort of moving. Yeah, I would say because us and us were pretty much the same us time. Us and us right? were right around the same time. Okay. And then we've got Exchange, and yeah, uh, they've come in. They do a great job. Their brewer Sam Max mm. Power does a great job, and they're heading, you know, they're, I think, spearheading the sour they kind of movement nice. in Niagara anyway. Sort of his specialty is yeah, yeah. those kind of beers. Yeah, okay. yeah and we don't play really in that market stuff. really at all, and so keeps it kind of like yeah, distinct a bit. Yeah, and we're all kind of doing our own thing and Ost is doing their farmhouse sales and we are doing black lager and and you know you got Brimstone down in Fort Erie and they're doing other stuff. So Yeah, Breakwall in Port Colborne now and yeah. Lock Street. Lock Street. Oh yeah, they're out this way. I think the more the merrier. Yeah. To be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's weird, right? Is that it still strikes me so strange. This beer is one of the few industries where it's like, yeah, yeah. We're cool and like yeah cool another brewery's opening up i'm not like worried it's like sick yeah because we've got so i mean when you look at the, the how big the beer market is and how little craft has of it yeah and we're like six or seven percent now the other 93 percent is molson's and bud right whatever like the more we bring on the rising tide's gonna float all the boats and so the more the merrier yeah that's what i think I like that a lot. Especially locally like this. I mean, people are now coming on brewery tours. That was unheard of to just two, three yeah, years that's, ago. That's yeah. a big thing is that it, there's enough people, enough breweries down here now that it attracts tourists who are coming specifically for the brewery destination. Yeah. It's, we're not just getting wine tourism yeah. overflow. You know what I mean? So it's cool to see that. that. I think that's really special. exciting. You, would you agree with the sentence, beer is the new wine? 
No. No. I know I've sort of heard that as a I think that we've got as a saying, but Yeah. I think beer has it's getting there. Definitely. more to offer than wine. Okay. Uh in a and it offers it in a way that's way more accessible. Mm-hmm. So wine has always come with like a degree of pretentiousness. And we don't have that in beer. Yeah. And we can do anything we want. Um, and they can't. Right. And so I think when it comes to, you know, complementing and pairing with food and, and being able to experiment and being able to, you know, um, meet a lot of different people where they're at, I think that we just have more to offer. Right. And I think that beer is every bit as sophisticated as wine. Um, we just don't have that reputation, and yeah. so we just don't we just don't have any of that um, pretentiousness and that pretentious baggage to go with it. You can still enjoy something really sophisticated and complicated and hard to make, and you don't feel like you got to read a book or take some notes, and you don't feel like an ass when you order it wrong and yeah. things like that. And so I think. Uh, you know beer and wine both have a spot on the table I think um, but are we going to overtake wine in terms of, of um, all of the baggage that goes along with it I'm not sure we want to yeah Yeah. I don't think we, uh, we don't um, we want that accessibility and approachability and you know beer historically is you go back it's the drink of kings yeah and then ales and everything else is what everybody drank and right. so um it's supposed to be that way okay yeah. it's just finally getting it shine yeah is it even cooler to see it getting they've let us out yeah. they've let us loose right well, you know and it was a, it was the government move. and law and the way that things got structured that just <clears> confined <throat> what what yeah. we were able to do and now that we're out of the box now that we're loose you're starting to see all kinds of great stuff. Yeah, and wine never cool. had those those constraints in the same way, you know. Yeah, um, that's true. So it's even cooler to see it in an area like this that has been dominated by wine. That yeah. is traditionally a wine area, and then the people are coming to a wine area yep. to go on brewery tours is uh, very indicative of where this is going. Yeah, every single day here, someone will say, "Oh, we just needed a break from wine." <laughs> yeah, and I think they mean that on multiple levels, like. I'm literally wind out. Yeah. I've had too much wine in my mouth. And also, like, I've had too much glass whirling and hoity-toity, and I just want to sit down and have a beer. Yeah. You know? Just chill out. Yeah. We went to a... We go to Kube every year. That big wine celebration and awards that get held in the casino ballroom. Mm-hmm. And on one side, they've got all the food and wine awards and everything going on, and there's a big curtain, and on the other side is the after party. And... It's the perfect, I think, representation of the difference, the way people think about beer and wine. So on one side, everyone's shirts and ties and suits and vests and everything else, and they get the rewards and they cheers one another. And there's, you know, it's it's all very formal. Mm -hmm. And then they thank everybody for coming and please join us on the dance floor. And we're going to rock out now until two and we get great food and wine. And literally as they go through the, the curtain, jackets come off the ties the girls taking off the heels everybody just 
oh, we're, I need beer. <laughs> right. And, and that's when the party starts. Right. And, and that's the difference. It's sort of like over here, we've created this button down kind of thing and, and where, you know, there's a lot of pretense. And then on the other side, it's like people dancing barefoot and having a good time and trying different beers. And it's just a different, totally so a different vibe. vibe, all in the same room. Right. It's, so it's a really neat, I think, for me, that's always been a really neat image of the difference. Right. And these are people who make the stuff. Right. You know, so. Interesting. I guess it just shows the, they both, he said, they both have a place at the table. Absolutely. Wine has that place and beer has that place. And that seems to sum it up pretty well. Yep. I love it. Um, was there anything else we needed to cover? Did you feel like we nailed uh, most of the stuff? Anything else we want to add? Not for me. Yeah. Feeling good? Where yeah. can everybody find you online? Are you familiar? How do they find us online? Yeah, what's the best place? Instagram, website, Facebook? Instagram. Do you know what Instagram it is? and Facebook are our big yep. shticks. Kate knows more about that. Check us out she at does. selfishmithbrewing.com. There you go. That's the best way. Yep. Perfect. Uh, boys, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time. Absolutely. That was hilarious. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Um, guys, thank you for watching. If you enjoyed the episode, smash the thumbs up. Hit subscribe below and hit the notification bell, ding, so you know when the next videos are. Uh, follow us on social media at BAOS Podcast and check out the long form audio so you can hear very attractive gentlemen like this here uh, talk about beer and other resources. And hilarious. Yeah. Rather with you. Rather with you. Rather with you. Uh, that is it. Thank you again, fellas. Our Cheers. Pleasure.